No, I've never, I've genuinely never heard of a good outcome from an all-nighter. I mean, from anyone. My mom was telling me that she pulled an all-nighter during college and then slept in past her exam, showed up with 20 minutes left to the exam and was completely in her pajamas, just like begging her professor to let her take the exam. I've never heard a good story come out of it. Welcome to Cap and Gown, College Transition Stories, a podcast where we share the experiences and lessons learned from students going into their early years of college. I'm Peter Kerr, joined by Kristen Smith, and in this episode, we're finally talking about finals. Specifically, how our student panel has prepared for them, and we might just take some time sharing our best and worst final stories. Stick around. Hey, Kristen, how are you? I'm good, Peter. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Uh, I need to come up with a better response every time I'm asked that question, not just on the podcast, but in real life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can say, at least today, I'm excited to finally talk about this topic. Uh, I see what you did there. Hey. Uh, <laughs> actually, I just copied you <laughs> anyway, I'm not realizing. It's like... That's all good. Um, so we're talking about finals today. We're going to talk with our student panel about how they have approached finals. But before we do that, I thought it would be fun to just talk about the hardest tests in the world because, rightfully so, we think of final exams as pretty difficult tests. But maybe the frame of mind we can have is, at least we're not taking any of these. So I scoured the internet for all these top 10 lists of the hardest tests, and I boiled it down to five that appeared on multiple lists in no particular order. Five hardest tests in the world. Actually, one that was a surprise to me was the GRE, which is probably a test a lot of people have heard of, which is the graduate record exam used for entry into graduate schools. If you want to go on and get your master's degree, a lot of schools will require you to take the GRE, which has a, a verbal and a math component to it. So that one was a little more familiar to folks. The next one, maybe, and that's the Mensa exam. So if you want to join the Mensa Society, uh, super smart society, uh, usually associated with something, things like high IQ, uh, all that kind of stuff, you have to take this Mensa exam. You have to score in the 90th percentile to be admitted. So considered one of the harder tests out there. I got to say, when I took it, it definitely was really hard. Yeah. (laughs) I'm definitely kidding, just for anyone listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I kind of want to see all these tests. I want to see what they look like, right? You see, oh, they're so hard. Show me. Oh, yeah. It's it's incredibly difficult. Yeah, I am. Especially Mensa. Like, what what is that? Right. Especially if it sounds like it's logic puzzles and problems. That's... That's more appealing than, say, this next exam, the Gaokao, which I may be mispronouncing, G-A-O-K-A-O, given to every high school student in China who wants to pursue higher education. This test is nine hours long over two days, and less than 0.25% receive a score required to get into one of the top schools in China. No pressure. (laughs) Yeah, so a lot of stress to students in China. In fact, that has generated some controversy uh, in, in recent years because of that. Bringing it uh, back closer to home, now we have the CFA, uh, which is the Chartered Financial Analyst Exam. So considered a very difficult exam. This is if you want the designation as being a top finance and investment professional. So candidates, on average, study for about 300 hours for this. And the exam itself is three stages long. Wow. So this one might also be a little bit more familiar to folks. Uh, and then last, but certainly not least, and sort of outside the traditional educational journey, is the Master Sommelier Diploma Exam, which 
For those of you who don't know the word sommelier, it's related back to wine. So you would take this exam to be a master wine expert, I suppose, wine taster, all, all things wine. The reason this is so difficult, and in a lot of lists, this was the number one difficult exam. There's an entire Forbes article about this is the most difficult exam out there. It was developed in the late 70s, and in the past 40 years, less than 250 people have passed this exam. Wow. Like over 40 years, that's like eight or nine people tops are passing this exam in the world. That also makes you really question all these sommeliers. The restaurants, because I right. feel like there's definitely more than 250, like posing. Right, <laughs> there are more Unless than 250 sommeliers in the world. Of the trade. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So these are five tests. Again, the GRE, Mensa, Gaokao, CFA, and the Master Sommelier Diploma Exam. You can be grateful if you're studying for your finals right now. At least you don't have to be studying for one of these yet. (laughs) So with that, let's kick it over to our conversation with our students about college and high school final exams. All right. Joining us this episode is our panel of students. Uh, Would you mind going around the horn and just introducing yourselves? Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Destiny, and I graduated from Arizona State University, and I'm now a third-year medical student at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine. Hi, everyone. My name is Ellie. I went to Clemson University for undergrad, and I now am a current rising second-year student at University of South Carolina School of Medicine in Greenville. And I'm Gory. I'm a rising fourth year at the University of Georgia. I am a double major in biology and psychology and a certificate in nonprofit management and leadership. Awesome. So really excited to have all three of you on for this episode. And we are actually recording this in May, um, which during the month of May, there's a lot of people who have finals on their mind. So that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. And my first question, uh, Destiny, I'll, I'll go to you first. Uh, when you look back at college finals versus high school finals, what were some of the the key differences you noticed in the way you either prepared for them or the way they were administered? Wow. Yeah. Um, that's a really good (laughs) question. I'm thinking all the way back to high school, which is a while ago now. And I just remember that, um, I'd gotten pretty lucky in that for some reason, my mind just remembered things so naturally. And so, (laughs) I remember going lucky. In, I, I know. <laughs> so I remember going into college. I did not know how to study for finals at all, to be honest. And that was a, a major transition for me. So I remember in high school, I would just kind of show up and take it, and that was it. But then when I got to college, all of a sudden, it was much more information. The way that they were teaching it was different. Your professors don't really pay the same sort of attention to you as your high school teachers do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I really had to adapt to that very quickly. So when it came to finals, I I got this method of studying from one of my friends where I relied very heavily on doing practice problems. um, And you know, taking notes and highlighting and color coding, doing all of those things and looking over those notes over and over and over again. Um, But more than anything, I think it really just depends on the classes that you're in because every final is different for each class. And so 
finals for my math classes were different than finals for my chemistry classes. And they were different than my finals and my philosophy classes. So it really just depends. Gotcha. Oh, for sure. Um, Ellie, what, what about you? Same sort of experience between the two? Yeah, a similar experience for me in high school. I remember um, we had probably like six or seven finals at a time just because we had so many classes. And so in college, you're studying for like four or five, maybe like five is a lot of classes. Um, so you're studying for less classes as far as like different courses. Um, but the material itself is a bit more in depth. Um, so I remember in high school, I would maybe look over some study guides or outlines, things like that, the weekend before finals week. Um, and in college, it just did not work like that for most of my <laughs> classes. <laughs> I actually had to sit down and come up with a schedule and um, and sort of take some more time to really invest myself in that. It's also a lot more independent. Um, so sort of like Destiny said, your teachers in high school really guide you, uh, for the most part, it was at least my experience, really guide you to what you need to know and what you need to study, whereas in college, for a lot of my courses, you're sort of out on your own, uh, left out to dry a bit, not in a scary way, just a little bit more independent. Um, so you do have to invest a, a bit more time um, and actually prep, prepare for them before the weekend before. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, Gory, same question to you then. So for me, I think kind of going off of what Destiny and Ellie said, with high school, you have so many finals kind of in that one week, kind of back to back. And then when you come to college, it's like four classes, maybe five. And I think the biggest change for me was the fact that finals, like the timing is so like interesting because for me, I had my chemistry finals from 7 to 10 p.m., which oh, is wow. so different than Ooh. like... it's like so different than taking something in like the morning when you're everything's so much more fresh in your brain but then again when you have like a chemistry final that late at night at least you have like the whole day to study and I think one of the biggest things again kind of going off of what they both said is molding your like how you study because in high school you really kind of have like your teachers to kind of guide you on how to study with all these study guides but then when you come to college it's like okay, I have all this, but, like, what is going to be tested? What's not going to be tested? And, like, you kind of have to figure out how you learn best. Yeah, you brought up an interesting point about them being all different timing um, sort of schedules because you'll have an exam on Friday night at 7 p.m., but all of your friends are done. So they're hanging out and having a good time, and you're like, I need to take it on on myself to still Mm -hmm. actually sit down, get in the library and study. And I can't just go hang out with all my friends, which is very different than high school. It's not everyone in the same biology class taken. No. And at the same time, you have real life happening around you. All of a sudden, you have all of these responsibilities. And so you're not just living at home, unless you are living at home and going to college, but you still have this newfound independence. And so you're trying to manage yourself as a human being, as a new adult, while at the same time still trying to remember that your education is important and you have these giant finals and you have to somehow work your schedule around those things. For for high school students who, you know, don't have any experience with this yet, in, in your opinion, are, are college finals that much harder? It sounds like they're very different, right? And I think we know they're very different, but did you find them to be also more difficult as the actual final goes? Um, 
Again, I think that really has to do with what professor you have as well, um, because some professors are very wonderful in that they love their students and, and want them to pass them. <laughs> so they might make finals that are a little bit easier or might be more reflective on what they talked about during lecture, whereas other professors um their finals are coming out of nowhere. And so you show up to the exam, you look at the paper in front of you and you wonder, did I even read this word in this entire semester? It has definitely happened, I think, to all of us. Um, Yeah. And so, you know, and, and that's just for the traditional, like multiple choice or math exams, not even talking about all the other majors that there are out there. So thinking like English and business and the arts, you know, it really depends on your professor and there are ways that you can find out what your professors are going to be like before you sign up for the classes. Yeah, I got to say an English major, that was something for me that was vastly different was having like eight, like 10 page essays that I had to do at the same time be like, I don't know how to manage this at all. This is not, this is not what high school was. (laughs) Likewise, as a a theater major, right, there were things that were not multiple choice (laughs) that that you had to do. And so, yeah, there's that much wider variety of finals. That's a great point to, to make. So I will say um, that it also, it's never, for the most part, it's not a surprise by the time you get to finals week of sort of what to expect, maybe not about content itself, but about the way the professor asks the questions, Mm -hmm. um, the way they're going to present different information, sort of what information they like or not. Um, So it's not a complete shock, again, for the most part, when you show up to the final, Um, they typically like to test in the same way they do all semester. But yeah, Destiny said it 100%. There, it's, it's can be a very different experience depending on who the professor is, what the class is, what kind of class it is. Yeah, I think like kind of going off of that, like for some classes, like depending on the school too, like sometimes chemistry is like a math class. Everyone takes the same like multiple choice exam. But then in some schools, like chemistry is probably smaller. So they have like short answers. But then like recently, like I just took physics and even though physics is like actually a math class, each of the professors administer the final in like different ways. Like my professor gave us like a 200 point like short answer test when other like students had like a multiple choice. It's so funny when you're in one physics class, for example, and you have friends yeah. in another physics yeah. class and you're talking about the finals and you kind of feel like you got ripped off because your friend's <laughs> final for the exact same physics class was easier than yours. Even though essentially the content is supposed to be the same right. because that's how physics is. Right. So then kind of leading into into the next question, right? You, you've got this variety of finals to consider, uh, who the professor is, times of day, right? It's kind of all over the map. What are some of the best, and, and you started to talk about this a little bit actually already, what are some of those best practices you would recommend for how you got through your finals week? Um, I think for me, like, again, it's all about how you learn information. Like for me personally, 
I liked to look over my, like, rewrite my notes, like, a few days before, and then mainly, like, practice, like, whatever information I learned. And that worked really well in, like, chemistry, but that, and, like, organic, but then from some classes, like, biology, I would need to, like, make, like, study guides or something. So it's more about, like, how you learn. But I think, like, the biggest thing is probably just prioritizing yourself i think a lot of people tend to overwhelm themselves with finals week with like lack of sleep and not eating and i think one of the good things about college finals is how like sometimes they're so spread apart like with like chemistry you have your final not until like 7 or 10 p.m so you can sleep in a bit more so that way you're not like in high school i feel like everything was so crammed that not everyone was being able to sleep so i think just being able to prioritize yourself and how you learn probably one of the best tips i think college finals awesome yeah, so I would say, and it's a lot easier said than done, but as far as procrastinating, <laughs> try your best not to do it. <laughs> so if you have, for an English class, if you have a paper that was assigned halfway through the semester and that's your final, you know for months that that's, that's the thing you have to write for that class. So it's going to be a lot easier to go ahead and write that when you're not so busy before finals than waiting to include it in your finals week work. So some of the work can be done ahead of time, not all of it, obviously, um, but trying to get some of those more assignment-based things out of the way before you actually sit down to study is um, probably my best piece of advice. And also make time to work out, go outside, eat good food, make time to prioritize your mental health, um, even though you won't want to because you'll just want to keep studying. Uh, but it really does benefit you in the long run, especially um, looking at people who I would study with who would stay up until 4 a.m. and then show up and take the final who are just exhausted Ooh, mentally and physically. And um, people ended up doing better than them, even though they probably knew more information mm -hmm. um, just because they – stayed up so late and just couldn't even think at that point um so prioritize your mental health as well i'm going to go off of that too uh and, and just really stress the importance of your mental health throughout all of college because um you know i'll never forget that uh, i i took this meditation class i think my junior year of college this is a fun class and it was coincidentally right before my organic chemistry <laughs> class. And so what I would do on Fridays is I would go into my meditation class and we would talk and then I would go directly to my chem class. So when finals came along, it, it turned out that my final for my meditation class was that we would sit for an hour and meditate. And so I did that, but I actually ended up falling asleep for a good 45 <laughs> minutes of it. I ate that final. I aced it. <laughs> <laughs> because I was so well rested, I went into my organic chemistry final and aced that as well. So please, please take care of yourself. But, um, you know, other than that, I think uh, something that people really underestimate is the power of having a good study space, too. Mm. Um, and maybe it's just me, but I think that I've always really enjoyed the aesthetic of studying. So going to a cute library and then setting out my planner and my laptop and all of my pens and pencils, there's something about just seeing everything so well organized in front of me that just put me into that studying mind state. And so I think, you know, when you're going from high school to college, you don't necessarily have to be studying at home anymore. You have all of these spaces on campus to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to 
go off what Destiny said on good study space, but also good study support system. Mm. I think like with classes, like especially science classes where everyone's taking it with you, I think it's important to find people who kind of help you in some ways. Like for me, like right before our organic chemistry test, everyone would be in the library just like panically like trying to write equations. <laughs> that didn't really help me. I was just freaking out even more. And so what I would do is kind of study by myself and then go see my friends mm. because then that way you're able to also contribute. But I think it's important too with finals here because you live with all your friends, it's so easy to want to study together, but you also need to prioritize like we'll study with them like help me out or it's just a distraction <laughs> yeah that's a i think that's a question i always grappled with in theory right it sounds great to have the study group but mm -hmm. more often than not i'd get with the study group and we just end up chatting for the first 45 minutes and yeah. like, oh no we only have an hour left and then this didn't work at all yeah 100 <laughs> Um, kind of a, a random question related to what uh, a couple of you said too just around sleep and and uh, you know, staying up late to study all nighters is that something you would recommend no no, no. no. <laughs> absolutely not i think um you know maybe it's just the grandma inside of me but i'm definitely a like early early sleeper early riser and i think the latest that i would stay up to study for anything is if i absolutely had to which ended up being around midnight i would say and even then i was not happy about that but i can say there nothing good happens after midnight when you have a test the next day <laughs> yeah <laughs> can i just say what a grandma i feel like because that I, i'm like that's i wouldn't even stay up till midnight no. so that's too late <laughs> that is a midnight question <laughs> yeah i would say the question of do you recommend it versus have you done it I've done it and I have instantly regretted it. And if you don't know it by that point, I promise you, you're not going to, which is not the best reality to face. <laughs> but if you don't know it by that point, sleep, it's in science yeah. that if you sleep, you actually can put that knowledge into long-term memory and you can't do that without sleep. Um, so sleep, maintain the things that you do know feel better when you're actually going to the exam, just like physically feel better. Um, and you'll do fine. Like, you know what, you know, you're not going to cram it in the night before. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, from experience, I can promise you, you're not. <laughs> and sleep. Yes. Would not recommend them. Yeah. I don't think I've ever taken an all nighter just cause I need my sleep. I can't function or like retain anything past midnight. So like, at that point, I would rather just like make sure I'm well rested because I think it's so much more important than like being able to retain information than just like not sleeping at all. What I think is uh, an offshoot of this question too. So hearing your answers, which uh, hopefully is encouraging to people listening, is it sounds like you don't <laughs> need to have need to pull all nighters either to be successful, right? Because you know, if, if you're going into college thinking this is going to be insane, I'm going to be studying all the time all night, that's not true from what i'm hearing no i've never i've genuinely never heard of a good outcome from an all-nighter <laughs> i mean from anyone my mom was telling me that she pulled an all-nighter during college and then slept in past her exam showed up with 20 minutes left to the exam and was completely in her pajamas just like begging <laughs> oh, no. her professor to let her take the exam i've never heard a good story come out of it 
Um, it makes for good movies. Like they do all-nighters a lot in college movies. Um, maybe a funny story eventually, but it's not going to make for a better grade. Ellie, I got to ask, did your mom, was she able to take the full She did exam? take it. She, take, she took it. She passed the exam. Um, her professor was not her biggest fan, but it <laughs> happened. <laughs> so I guess there was an okay outcome, but it was touch and go there for a little bit. <laughs> awesome. So one more question to kind of um, chat about a little bit is, and again, we started to hint at this a little bit. There's the final exams themselves, but they usually occur during a whole finals week where maybe there's a week, a week and a half, and you've only got, like you said, four or five exams, but you still have this whole other week going on. How do you how do you manage your time just as far as the week goes? Because Destiny or Ellie, I forget which one of you said it, you're also just trying to manage your personal life. But depending on where in the semester you are, if you're also thinking, hey, I got to move back across the country. If I have to move back home, how am I managing, how do you manage all that time during that last week? Yeah, I mean, I think that planning for finals happens well before finals week, actually. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you know that you need to move back home after finals, please start worrying about that at least a few weeks beforehand. Get your plan. (laughs) in place figure out how you're moving your stuff are you driving are you flying just figure that out first um something that i always had to worry about is making sure i took off work for finals mm-hmm. week because do not oh, yeah. you absolutely do not want to be working while you're stressed about all of these things it's not good for anyone around you you get crabby you start snapping at people and then you <laughs> you're exhausted it just it does not make for a good time and so i think What helped me the most is that I heavily depended on my planner or my Google calendar. And I just obsessively write everything into my planner. And if something isn't in my planner, I know that it's not going to get done or it doesn't exist. So only the most important things that I knew had to happen would go in there. Um, And I basically just lived off of these sheets of paper for about a week (laughs) long. Um, And, you know, at the same time, you do have to learn how to balance that with resting as well, because one week of study and taking exams is not sustainable. It's not like mm-hmm. I would take an exam and go right back to studying for another one. I would make sure that I had breaks factored into that time as well, and I would write those breaks into my planner. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I did a very similar thing. I would sit down a couple weeks before whenever it was um, when I knew final exam week was coming up and and plan not only my weekly goals up until that point, um, but really my daily goals of that and have them be really concrete. So like I want to get through lecture one through 15 today. Um, So it was concrete, but realistic. I wasn't trying to say I'm going to study for this entire exam the day before. And I did a very similar thing. I would plan in um, my workouts. I would plan in breaks and physically write down 1 to 1.30. I'm doing nothing, walking around outside, scrolling through Instagram, whatever it is. But I would plan those breaks actually in my schedule. So definitely good time management as far as like planning ahead helps relieve the stress a lot during that week. 
Yeah, kind of going along with what they said, I usually like to write everything that I have, like, right as soon as I get the dates, like, mm -hmm. in the beginning of the semester. I'll just, like, go through my plan and just, like, write out everything, what time. So most of the time, by, like, right on the first, like, syllabus, I usually get, like, what time and what day your final will be and stuff. And so just already kind of knowing in advance helped a lot because then by, like, November or, like, April, I would already know, like, okay, this is coming up this day. This is, like, I need to start, like, doing this a bit beforehand and kind of just going off of what like Destiny and Ellie said, just kind of writing down what you need to know and just like managing your time wisely because in the end, like you don't want to procrastinate and end up pulling an all-nighter when you've had so much time to write down everything that you need to do. And it's fun to plan too, at least in my opinion, but I'm yeah. very type A. But to get out all those different colored pens and to plan everything out, I think that's the best part. You, you really uh, sound like the med student you are. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I'm giving away too much. <laughs> So uh, we have one more very important question that we're going to discuss on the other side of the break. Um, so first, uh, thank all three of you so much uh, for these answers. This, this was a lot of fun, and this is uh, hopefully great insights also for, for the listener. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to ask about the best and worst finals experience. So, dun, 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 yeah, so we'll keep some sort of theme song there, right? So stick around. We'll be right back. Looking for some more free resources when it comes to taking your finals? Head on over to captest.com slash finals for some free tips and tricks to acing your exams. That's captest.com slash finals. All right, welcome back. And like uh, I said before, now we're going to answer the what was your best or worst finals experience? And uh, while everyone just uh, is thinking about their answers real quick, I will share mine, in fact. Uh, my worst is very similar to something somebody already said, which is the we got a list of study questions. Like, make sure you can answer these for uh, Western Civ 201 or whatever it was. And we covered about 90%. And on page two, there were two questions that we didn't get to in class. And so you knew to study everything. And you thought, okay, well, these we didn't get to these. I'll, I'll look at them. We got to the finals day. And this is my worst story. Uh, finals day, sit down. There's two questions on a piece of paper. The first question, 60% of your final exam was one of those two questions that we never covered oh, in class. No. So if you didn't look at it, you automatically failed your final. Oh, um, my God. So that was the only final I went to where there were people crying in their desks around me because I knew they had just failed. Um, oh which is, God. yeah, that was. Right. The moment yeah. of truth. Did you get it right? Uh, I, I think I got partial credit, uh, cause it was, it was like an essay question. It wasn't like a single line. So I, and I had looked at it, but I looked at it expecting that it was going to be on there, but not 60% yeah. of the exam. Um, my best final was more of a presentation. I took a linguist, a linguistics class my senior year. And the final presentation was pick any dialect and do a presentation on it. And I somehow convinced cool. my professor who, who was very good. Uh, but I convinced my professor to let me do pirate. <laughs> so I gave an entire presentation on how to talk like a pirate. And uh, awesome. and I got an A on it. So that was that was my best. Uh, wow. Kristen, do you have any yeah. any similar stories? 
Yeah, not not as good as <laughs> I wish I I just talk like a pirate in my spare time, not in not many finals. Uh, I don't get graded on it. I, I talk, yeah, yeah, I just I just, just audited the course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was a TA. Uh, my uh, I only have a worst. I most of mine were essays, so mm-hmm. um, which I I was a fan of weirdly. And, uh, but my worst, I took this course in my junior year called beer, wine, and foods. Now, part of this was because I'm a big fan of beer, not just, you know, but like the actual like brewing of it and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So it seemed really fun. Well, I guess a lot of people anticipated this would be a course where you, you just get an easy A and you get to, you know, maybe partake and uh, not really have to do much. So the professor really made sure this was not that type of course. So my final, I had to memorize every region of France and the type of vineyards and what specific type of wine you could find and make. I did not do well. I, I don't think I, <laughs> I. I think I got a C minus in that course because of how hard it was, and I was oh, really embarrassed. <laughs> I did learn a lot, but uh, yeah, not my not my finest moment. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kristen! I think the real question is: Do you remember it still? No, not at all. (laughs) That would be a really cool piece of information to just sort of have. Uh, It was my senior year. I was extremely fancy at parties. I will say that. (laughs) Bring only the finest, the finest champagne. I was like, oh, oh, I brought some iced wine here. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that they freeze the grapes and and then they extract? Yeah, it was it was impressive. That is awesome. Uh, Destiny, how about you? Yeah, so um, I think my best final experience was, you know, that previous story I, I told with my meditation class. And oh, right. Falling asleep in that, you know, is wonderful. Like, I'm falling asleep. I'm so peaceful in that moment. I have no worries in the world. Everything is wonderful. But my worst final experience was so interesting. Um, so I went to Arizona State University. And if you don't know anything about Arizona, it has, you know, a lot of really beautiful foliage um, and lots of flowers and lots of like bees going around everywhere. And it's just oh, like no. a wonderful <laughs> Right. And so, unfortunately for me, I have terrible seasonal allergies. Terrible. And especially triggered by pollen. And so when you get around the end of April, the very, very beginning of May, which is when finals were for Arizona State University, you can see that my allergies are in basically full bloom at this moment. And so I remember I walked into one of my math classes. Everything was fine. I had prepared. It was such a fun class for me. I sat down and I'm starting to, um, you know, write out the problems and the proofs and whatnot. And all of a sudden, my throat feels a little scratchy. And I I don't think anything of it. And so I'm just sipping some water, going through the problems and whatnot. And my skin starts feeling itchy as well. And so as time keeps going on, my face starts swelling and my eyes start swelling. Oh, my God. Oh, no. And so, you know, now that I'm a medical student, I think I would have done this differently. But in that moment, <laughs> in that moment all I could think of is the fact that I wanted to be done with this class. And so I stuck through it. I finished the final while I'm having an allergic reaction. I can oh barely see. My eyes are watering. My my face is full of tears. My skin is itchy. But I finished it. And so I walked up to my professor's desk, 
slammed the paper on his desk. Not slammed, but it, it was definitely <laughs> um, and immediately ran to the student health center, which coincidentally was right next door. And it was, you know, it was crazy. Um, I don't even know how I did on that final, to be honest. I, I <laughs> couldn't care less. You're just done. Yeah. Yes, it was done. I was done with the semester. Oh my god! What, were you taking the final like in a field, and like all the pollen? <laughs> that is really what it felt like. <laughs> I thought oh someone gosh. must have sprinkled pollen all over the classroom. That's crazy. Final sabotage. I, I think that really. I think it really show it exemplifies too the difference of professors and teachers. That the professor at no point was like, "Are you okay?" Right. Like, you know, like a high school teacher would definitely have been like, "What is happening?" Pause. Like everyone, you're pause. not okay. Yeah. Not at one point did my professor ever look up <laughs> his desk and think, why is this woman crying? <laughs> oh my He'd probably God. just like let her cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I knew my final was hard, but come on. Uh, uh, Guri, how about you? Um, okay, so I think my best final experience, I took dance appreciation, which is by far one of the best dance class, like any class that I've taken. And so our final was you were just put into a group and you just did a choreographed dance and like you could have just done whatever dance movements it just had to be three minutes long and that was it and it was just the most wonderful final experience i've ever had i think the worst was my organic chemistry 2 final because this is right when we transitioned into like COVID, so everything kind of moved online. So oh. professors were trying to use things that like kind of like scan and submit, like those type of things. And so for like my organic chemistry finals, what you had to do was like they would put like online at the time of the final, like the questions, and then you had like an answer sheet you had to like print out and like write all your answers and then scan and submit. So I usually like take the whole time. So on my final, I was, and like the thing is, if you submit late, like you get points deducted. And so right at like, it was like 957, I was like, okay, I have to scan and submit. Right as I was hitting the submit button, my laptop crashed. Oh, and no. it just, and like I was doing everything. I was like, oh my God. And it wasn't even like my internet, like my whole laptop just stopped working. Oh, no, and like I had my brothers no. right next to me and I was like, but I have to like still like scan and everything. And I was like panicking for like a solid few minutes. But like because it was right at that like transition time and professors were like more lenient. Mm -hmm. He was like, if something like that happens, you can just email it to me. So I did like at the last minute, but like for a solid two minutes, I think I was on the verge of tears. Oh, I just spent like two, almost three hours on this for it to just like for my laptop to just crash. Oh my gosh! No, that's yeah. that. May, yeah, your heart just stops. Like, yeah, that's horrible. <sighs> All right, then Ellie. I have a good one. So <laughs> yes. let me let me give you some background. Uh, my last semester of college was December of 2019. Was when I graduated. Um, so. If anyone remembers what was happening in the world in December of 2019, COVID was just sort of coming about, um, mm -hmm. wasn't really in the United States in any big capacity. We weren't terribly concerned over here. Um, I took a bioinformatics class because I had to for my minor. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry if you like bioinformatics. It just wasn't for me. Uh, I don't know what it is. Our, yeah. yeah, I'm like, that sounds awful for me. For it. It's um, very interesting, but just wasn't for me. And it's my last semester of college, so I'm not really looking to, like, 
learn that much. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so it just so happened that the very last exam scheduled time was Friday night at 7 p.m., and that was the time of my bioinformatics final. Um, The bioinformatics final was mandatory for everyone, so I had to stay for it. And Monday of that week, I woke up feeling like I got hit by a truck. Looking back at it now, 99% sure I had COVID. Oh, no. Uh, We had just been traveling a lot. We were just out in California. I had just flown back from LAX. At the time, I just thought I had a really bad sinus infection. But looking back, I couldn't walk up and down the stairs without, uh, like, having to sit down and catch my breath. So I was so sick, the most sick I had ever felt in my life. I barely make it to campus to take the 7 p.m. final, and I show up at campus. I was like, I didn't even study, really, at all. It was not advised, (laughs) my friends. (laughs) I would not advise that, but I barely studied. Um, And I opened the exam, and the first page is a 20-point, so 20% of our exam grade question about a paper that I did not read. And so any chance at getting a good score was immediately out of the window. Um, so I look at the questions like there are multiple ways I could try to address this. I could try to lie my way through it. <laughs> I could admit that I did not prepare for this at all. Um, I could just not answer it. I chose the way of admitting the truth <laughs> that I had not read the paper. So I wrote a two-page essay on that exam about how I did not prepare for this exam at all. I did not study. I did not enjoy the material, but I thought the professor was a really great guy. I would I, I would be really glad to learn from him in the future. And I was like, whatever. I don't feel good. I just feel like I got hit by a truck. I want to go home. Wrote this two-page, two-page essay about how great this professor was as a person, and he really was. Um, <laughs> And a week, a week later, I get my score back, and I got an A on that exam. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, so the professor gave me nice. full credit for that essay. Wow. So that is my both my best and my worst exam stories. I was going to say, you combined both of them. great, but yeah. it was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I, I am trying to imagine now knowing that you very likely had COVID, like how yeah. you were able to even manage. Oh, yeah. I, it was, I mean, I couldn't even think straight. My, right. I like barely even got to campus. I couldn't breathe. My brain was so foggy. I couldn't even, I like barely remember taking it. Um, oh so God. the fact that I, and I did not study for it, um, but I honestly think the, prof- I wrote my whole life history. I wrote, I was graduating. I didn't really need this class. I just had to take it for my minor and, um, just really talk this guy up and he appreciated it. I guess <laughs> I would not recommend that though. I was say, so the, like, the, the lesson there is if you don't know the answer, at least talk well about the professor. And yeah, hope right. for the best. Yeah. Yes. I was like, I could have lied my way through it maybe and tried to make up some right. data. About, and it was a specific question too. It wasn't just a vague, give me your impressions of this paper. It was, you had to have read the actual, more than just the abstract. You had to read the data of this paper. Oh my gosh. And so I just admitted that I did not do that. And it worked out. (laughs) There's probably someone from that class listening. I know. Getting you, Ellie. (laughs) I I read that whole thing, wrote five pages, and got a B minus. Yeah. 
I'm just hoping. I'm sorry if my professor is listening right now. I don't know if he would remember, but I'm so sorry. You were a really great guy, though. (laughs) Uh, Well, and on that note, um, these are. Is there a segue from it? I don't know. Um, These were hilarious. I loved. I loved all of these, Uh, and we are. We're just at time for the episode. So again, thanks so much. This was a ton of fun. we have other episodes that cover similarly fun topics about college. So, uh, listener at home, uh, please check them out. And I just want to say thanks again to Destiny, Ellie, and Guri for your time for this episode. This is great. Thank you. Thank you. This is great. That's the episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this one, check out our other episodes wherever you get your podcast from. And be sure to like, subscribe, and rate us. We really appreciate it. If you've got a question you want to see answered on the podcast, shoot us an email at podcasts at Kaplan.com. For Kristen, I'm Peter. We'll see you next time.